marketing has to go through a digital transformation so that we can build a predictable you know, engine so that we can really leverage data, artificial intelligence, actionable insights. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Virgil Belen. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Mariana Kogan on transforming marketing from being an art to a predictive machine. Now, Mariana Kogan is the CMO at People AI, most recently, most recently SVP of Digital Experience and Engagement at PPC. Kogan pioneered the application of People AI's technology to build the revenue engine of the future, leading PTC to win Forrester's Program of the Year for her ROI engine. And prior to the PTC, Mexico-born Kogan held various roles in increasing responsibility in the software industry. And she is, the, and she is an advocate for diversity, inclusion, and, and uplifting minorities in the tech space. She believes deeply in that diverse companies are more innovative and outperform less diverse ones. Kogan earned a Master's of Business Administration, MBA, of course, from Babson College and a bachelor's degree from Joss University in Tokyo, Japan. Mariana, I am really excited to talk to you. Welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Super, super happy to, uh, to be here talking to your wonderful um, audience. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, happy to have you on. So can you tell us uh, about your journey? Absolutely. This could take us about a full hour just to, uh, just to let you know. Um, you know, as with everybody, I think my journey has taken, you know, multiple turns um, throughout many countries and um, different roles. So I always like, um, you know, um, start by letting everybody know that, you know, it was not a straight line. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, I'm born in Mexico. Um, I grew up in Mexico in a Japanese school. Then I moved to college, um, you know, to Japan for college. I'm actually an economist by, by training. So a little bit of a different background that, you know, the majority of the, uh, the CMOs. Um, my career started in international business development. So for many, many years, I did, you know, sales and marketing and operations you know, customer success, uh, primarily for technology companies, um, you know, for a good number of years. And then I actually quit the corporate world. Um, I went away for a good number of years to uh, spend them with my my son. And then um, I came back. So that's what I was mentioning, that it's not a straight line. And um, I came back um, and started again from the from the bottom um, I came in as an individual contributor. I mean, it was kind of a, it was a little bit unusual after having been VP and COO and all these different titles. Um, when it was time to come back, I came back as an individual contributor in, you know, marketing, you know, process improvement. I kind of saw the wave, as you mentioned, with technology, with artificial intelligence. I knew that there was something that was going to be really big in that space. So um, I, after spending a couple of years, you know, at MadWorks, I moved, as you mentioned, to, uh, to PTC. Phenomenal, phenomenal decision um, since, you know, PTC, it's not only a, you know, a great company to work for, but they are actually, you know, leaders in digital transformation. So it was really, really cool to, to do the digital transformation of the GTM of a leader in digital transformation. So, uh, so that's a little bit of how I got to, 
you know, to um, to work in this space. We'll get into a little bit more details, but it was a PTC that I actually bought from from People AI as I developed my career, and that's how I ended up as a CM of uh, People AI. So that's a little bit of a nutshell of the the different things and the different paths that took me to where I am today. Definitely, and I appreciate that. It, your story is very compelling. Um, just the you know we covered a lot over there as far as from being. Know, graduating in Tokyo, Japan, to becoming an individual contributor again, and it's it's very compelling to just to hear that. Um, so I do have some cu- couple questions for you. So one of them is why is there a need for digital transformation of marketing? It's a great question, and I actually will almost like to turn it around and say why not. Um, if you think about it. The definition of digital transformation is to you know leverage technology to solve a business challenge, problem, of, or even an opportunity. And it is something that has happened everywhere else in an organization, except in the GTM space. If you think about it, you know, factories are continuously modernizing, they're continuously leveraging technology to be able to produce you know, more. Um, you know, factories know extremely well what's the input, what are the different steps needed, so that they can have a predictable output. You know, the Japanese companies like Toyota, you know, they got us into just in time, zero waste and so on. So while most parts of a company were going through this digital transformation, it was only marketing and GTM that wasn't really, you know, uh, getting on the wagon of the digital transformation, but it was leaving us in a, in a, in a bit of an you know, unusual spot. Because, you know, it was okay for marketing to do random acts of marketing. It was okay to run a webinar with, you know, great registrations, but not knowing if it was going to convert into revenue or not. So because of that, it's that marketing has to go through a digital transformation so that we can build a predictable, you know, engine. So that we can really leverage data, artificial intelligence, actionable insights so that we can build something that really makes sense. And as, you know, everybody in the audience, you know, I'm sure, you know, follows, um, if 70% or by now even more of your, you know, buyer's journey, it's really happening digital. It really means that you have to have the technology to understand it. It also really means that marketing has to contribute much more to drive pipeline. And if you have to deliver more and more is in your area of responsibilities and that more is actually in a digital space, well, there has to be a digital transformation so that marketing can really get the technology that is needed to be able to deliver in the expectations. I think it was about a month ago that I published an article in uh, Forbes magazine precisely talking about this. If 70% of the buyer's journey happened digitally and marketing owns the website does, you know, LinkedIn and, you know, social media and a lot of these, these channels that are in the digital space, it does become our maybe number one priority to deliver on that pipeline. And the only way to do it is by leading the digital transformation of marketing. I hope it makes sense. Yes, it definitely made sense. And I love how you covered how there's the change in the buyer's journey and now it's increasing in marketing's responsibility to drive the pipeline. So it's very, very helpful and useful just to hear that um, for people out there right now listening. Um, just to follow up on that, so what role does technology play in this redefined approach to marketing? 
The way that I see it is that I almost like splitting it into, um, you know, into three components. Uh, technology allows marketing to build a predictable engine. I think that is the number one component that technology allows to deliver on. Um, you mentioned it at the beginning during the, uh, the introduction that this is exactly what I did at PTC, building a pipeline printing machine. And what is a pipeline printing machine, if not a predictable engine that leverages technology so that you can really accomplish more with limited resources? And this is why things sometimes get a little bit, uh, you know, interesting as an economist, because, you know, as everybody knows, we have unlimited ones with limited resources. And if you're going to be able to deliver as much as possible, it's because you have a very good predictable engine that allows you to use your resources in the most efficient and effective way. So this is a lot of what I did um, at PTC. Um, you know, we, we can talk a little bit more about it, you know, afterwards, but it was really building that predictable engine and a predictable engine, it's really done through leveraging uh, technology. The second component that you build through, you know, um, through technology, it's really that you make personalization a reality. It's important to, you know, to know that one of the roles of marketing is absolutely delivering the right content to the right person at the right time. And it is through technology that you can really understand who your real personas are so that that alignment between marketing and sales can happen and you can really deliver that experience that is human. And how do you humanize things? By really thinking about you know, each person as an individual because you can deliver the right content to the right person at the right time. How do you do it? Because you have the technology. You have the technology that allows you to get the data, that allows you to apply artificial intelligence so that you can have the actionable insights that are, you know, are required to deliver these um, experiences. It's extremely important that companies go through their digital transformation so that they can provide what I call engagement intelligence or revenue intelligence so that you can really put your customer at the center. And once that you have that engine and you can deliver personalization, then you're getting into that point where you are being able to create an ideal playbook for driving better results and empowering your GTM. And what it really means is almost like the third point that I always like making is that finally, marketing can get a seat at the table. Once that marketing is really representing the customer and has built a predictable engine, you will be working side by side with sales to deliver results. And why I think that all this is so important is because even, you know, I've only been at, at People AI for about, you know, one full quarter. By leveraging People AI for People AI, we've been able to develop this pipeline printing machine and increase about... 35% marketing's contribution and also getting our sales coverage objectives to places where we hadn't been able to be before. This is how technology plays an extremely important role in, in how marketing is going to be developing you know, in the future. As I mentioned, it's going to allow to build a predictable engine, make personalization a reality, 
and really get marketing a seat at the table. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. But I did want to highlight a, a statement you, you you noted right there. Just make personalization into a reality. That's just the one. I think that was just very powerful just to hear that right there. Um, just to follow up, has this change like also led to an increase in efforts towards like branding and positioning? Absolutely. I mean, as we you know, as we just mentioned, you know, the fact that seventy percent of the buyer's journey takes place online. And that only, I believe that the latest figure is that 17% of the time will be spent with a vendor. It makes it even more important that we have, as companies, a strong positioning and branding. If you think about it, positioning and branding, their goal is to make it easier for buyers to digest who you are as a company and how you can help. It is the branding and the positioning exercises. So that's why, you know, I've been definitely spending more time in this um, in this department because we want to make sure that, and, and this goes back to that personalization and, and humanization. You want to make sure that what you're saying, it's really easy to digest. Remember that nobody will listen to you if your message isn't clear. No matter how expensive your marketing materials might be, if the messaging is not clear, people are not going to pay attention. We know from you know years of research that human brains are drawn to clarity and away from confusion. So that's why, in order to fit in all those components that that I talk about, you know, in your you know in your previous question, you really need to have messaging that it's simple, relevant, and repeatable. This is what is going to start fueling that pipeline printing machine that I spoke at the, um, at the beginning that I will be more than happy to cover a little bit more in our next uh, question. But without that branding and positioning, it's really hard to connect with your buyers. And it's going to happen now in the digital space. So it's even harder because you are not, you know, in, in a real life setup where you can be you know, reading the emotions and you can maybe explain again if you see the person confused. Because we don't have that freedom anymore, we have to be sure that that branding, positioning and messaging, it's really clear. And as I mentioned, it's simple, relevant and repeatable. One of the areas where I'm actually spending more time these days is not only in branding and positioning, but it's really in storytelling. Because, you know, as everybody you know, who's in this space recognizes it is that story that allows you to put things in context in a way that is much more easier for the brain to understand it. And that becomes the core of what starts feeding that personalization that allows for your experience. As um, I think I mentioned it, um, you know, last time that I, that I, that I spoke um we are going to start moving from a digital experience to the business of experience. And we know that people are willing to pay more for the right experience. And you can only be in the business of experience if you have a storytelling that is really created from a messaging that is simple, relevant, and repeatable. Yes, definitely. Um, as far as as far as what does your ideal playbook for driving better results and empowering DTM look like? What 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 can you can you touch on that? 
I think you mentioned it at the, at the beginning when you were introducing me. That's what I did at, um, at, at PTC and got me that big um, award. Um, it was in 2019. Um, I went to implement that pipeline printing machine uh, with three, um, you know, with three steps. You know, number one, really get to know your buyer group. Again, by leveraging technology, this way, sales and marketing can be in full uh, alignment. Uh, step two, orchestrate a campaign. Again, getting marketing and sales in alignment. And number three, ensure that sales has the ideal engagement playbook by providing them with the account intelligence that will let them connect with the right members of the buyer group so that you can close more deals with a bigger uh, size, uh, faster. All these, you know, we tried as uh, the first step pilot at PTC. And it allows to build um, about $20 million in, uh, in pipeline as part of the, um, the pilot because we were able for the first time to be really providing a playbook for both marketing and sales to go and close more business. But also remember when we talk about GTM, that is not only marketing and sales, but it's also customer success. So starting to build that intelligence that allows you not only to close that first deal, but having enough engagement intelligence, account intelligence, so that you continue growing you know, the business, making sure that your you know, renewals go through, that you have an expansion, uh, and all the good stuff that, you know, that a company is looking um, for. Uh, but those are the three steps, um, I, I believe, that work extremely well to build a playbook for um, your GTM. If you know your, you know, your buying group, if you orchestrate campaigns, um, you know, a lot of the people that, that follow what I, what I write on LinkedIn, I'm a big believer on that combination of uh, intent plus engagement so that you can really make sure that everything that marketing is doing that creates an increase in intent can be fully, fully capitalized on the sales side by following up with that engagement at the account level. And with that, you really get to a point that you start building that predictable engine that brings together the playbook for marketing, sales, and ideally customer success. Yes, definitely agree on that. And like I think what you touched on earlier is the messaging. And I feel like there's, there's always been a disconnect when it comes to the messaging and clarity. And, and those are the, the main components definitely to reach out. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, this one, this question is, is really somewhat more personal. So given your heritage, so what are your thoughts about diversity and inclusion? My favorite question. Um, yes, you're right. You can imagine as a... Uh, Mexican female in the technology industry, I'm part of only the 1%. I mean, it's incredible that even in this day and age, according to the latest um, statistics, it's only about 1% of the workforce in technology that is um, that double diversity component being Mexican and being Latin. So for me, diversity and inclusion is an area that it's, uh, it's an obligation. I see it as my, my obligation to make sure that not only I help, uh, minorities in the in the workforce, but that I also influence my peers so that they can also, you know, make the most out of um, all the wonderful talent that we have that just happen to come from from a minority. Um, I would love for everybody to almost take note on the three components that I always talk about, which is hiring. Let's make sure that 
you know, companies are really setting up, you know, practices and policies that allow for more minorities to apply for the jobs. We all know by now extremely well that if you have a job um, opening and if you add 10 requirements, you know, uh, males will be applying if they only maybe fit five or seven of the requirements versus a woman is going to want to have the 10 before they even think about it. So something that I saw that worked extremely well at PTC was to, you know, lower the number of requirements so that you can get, you know, much better, you know, and diverse talent. Um, secondly, mentorship, extremely important. Every company should set up a mentorship program because it's the only way that these minorities that we hire are going to be able to, you know, to develop all the different skill sets that are needed. And then thirdly, I am very passionate about sponsorship. There's one thing that is mentorship, somebody who can help you to learn how to deal with, with the different, you know, requirements that your job, you know, has. But there's another different thing, the sponsorship, which is where somebody, and the way that I, um, I've learned from, from somebody that I worked with a few years back, um, the definition of a sponsorship is that person that is going to talk about you when you are not there. When executives are talking about a new program, a new project, a promotion, there has to be somebody there that raises their hand and say, hey, you know, Mariana should be able to take that position. I'm willing to take the risk to promote that she's the one that gets you know, the promotion or gets the project. That is a sponsorship. And it's extremely important that companies have these three components in place since, you know, as, um, as I always say, more diverse companies are more innovative and more innovative companies are more diverse. Very exciting always to talk about the topic. Definitely, and I, I definitely love the your view and your point and your stance on that on diversity. Uh, it means a lot to me as well. Um, so, following up, is there a book, blog, or newsletter, or website, or even a video that you would recommend to our listeners? Absolutely, and I wish we had a video so I will be able to show you my my favorite books. I love reading. Um, for people in the industry that work, especially in startups, I always recommend Crossing the Chasm. It's one of the best books in the, in the space. Start with a why. It's really important as you're developing who you are as a company. And as we spoke about, you know, positioning and messaging and storytelling, I'm a big fan of uh, building a story brand. Those are three books that I always keep uh, on my desk because there's always something that I need to be, you know, quoting from these three wonderful books. Uh, newsletter. There's so many out there, but I'm a big fan of uh, Partner Hacker. I think that they have a, a really good uh, newsletter. I think out of those three books that you mentioned, I, I've read The Start With Why, and I must say I agree with you. I love that book from beginning to end, and I could read it maybe two, three, four times uh, throughout this whole week, but yeah, definitely a good read. Um, so who, moving forward, who, who would you recommend to bring on the show? <laughs> That's a tough question. There's so many wonderful people um, out there. Mm, let me think a little bit about it. You know, big fan about um, Jill Rowley. Um, I'll definitely connect you. I'm sure you follow her on LinkedIn. She's got a big follower. Uh, big fan of what Monique Elliott is doing at um, Schneider. There's a lot of, you know, very wonderful, uh, you know, females in this, uh, in this space that are doing some really cool stuff. All right. And last but not least, um, how can people get in touch with you after this podcast? 
Of course, on LinkedIn, I would love to connect, but more than that, what I would love, would love is for people to comment so that we can build conversations. I'll definitely be posting after, you know, after the uh, we finish the, uh, the recording. And I would love for everybody, uh, comment. Let's have conversations. Is there anything that I say that you would like to get more details or anything that maybe the audience say like, you know, Mariana, maybe I disagree with you. That's also super good. I think that we all, we only get better with, uh, you know, with comments and conversations. So absolutely look forward with, to connecting with everybody on LinkedIn. Well, we really appreciate that, Mariana, and really enjoyed like your thoughts and your views and your stance on everything today. Um, I really enjoyed having you on our podcast today. So thank you for being on our show. Uh, is there anything else that would you like to just um, tell our audiences out there? I had an absolutely great time, you know, talking with you. As I always recommend for, you know, to everybody, uh, be bold, take the risk, really be the one that drives that digital transformation. Technology, artificial intelligence is here just to make us better at our jobs. So, you know, good luck to everybody. Thank you, Mariana. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Bye. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV. 